I'm Sarah Stark. And I'm Natalie Mills. And you are listening to The Lumpy Mother, the podcast where we show up for our kids by showing up for ourselves. We are not experts. We're just two best friends and moms who love learning and laughing together. I have four kids. I have an eight-year-old daughter and three sons who are seven, six, and almost two. And I have a 10-month-old son as of today and an almost (laughs) three-year-old daughter. (laughs) So if you want to know you're not the only parent who enjoys story time at the library more than your toddler does. (laughs) It's true. Good one. (laughs) Then you have come to the right space. The way this works is each week, Sarah and I will have a yes, a no, and a hello for the week. Or in other words, something good, something bad, and something random that has to do with what's on our minds after another week surviving parenthood. And Natalie and I have a feeling you'll be able to relate to our experiences. But if you can't relate, tell us about it. Email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. We want to know what you think about the topics that we cover. All right. Should we start with some rewinds? Natalie, <laughs> yes. How are you feeling? Tell us all. Yeah, <laughs> What's going so, on? <laughs> my rewind <laughs> is obviously just like my health probably, but I'll talk a little bit more about it with my topics later today, but oh, okay. I'm pretty good. So I am officially out of quarantine and um, yeah, I feel much better than I did last week. Last week was a hard episode to listen to because I could hear the exhaustion in my voice. So I I can't believe you still wanted to record. I kept being like, if you don't, you have to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But good for you. I mean, it's amazing. But. Yeah. Other than that, um, I oh the sunshine that you talked about last week, we have had the most beautiful weather. And so I have felt every bit of that like rejuvenating kind of spirit come. Um, So it's just been amazing. I wore sandals. So there's no turning back now. It doesn't matter if it snows again. I will be wearing sandals still. (laughs) You've committed. (laughs) I have committed to this. They're out. My toes are ready to go. So anyways, yeah. But <laughs> I don't do that with sandals, but I do do that with jackets. Like I refuse after oh. if, if it's been this yeah. nice, which has been really nice here too, which is wonderful. Yeah. The sun's been out. Uh, so I refuse jackets at this point. Um, though I also kind of refuse them during the winter here because the winters are so mild. Oh, <laughs> but other people yeah. are all bundled up and I'm just out in like a heavy <laughs> ja- like if sweater I... jacket, you know. Oh, yeah. If I have to carry any children or bags for children, I don't wear a coat because I get so hot, like lugging <laughs> yeah. all of those humans and things in and out. So I rarely wear a winter coat. Remember the days when you had to go into a store? I I don't know why I ever brought my jacket with me. It's always I so never, hot and miserable. Yep. Yep. I never do. Yeah. I don't even bring it into the car because I know that I will not last in Target with the coat on. <laughs> Yeah, it's just not worth it, man. Just run inside. All right, Sarah, what's your rewind? 
Okay, so you so last week I did a hello on all the amazing moms in history that I found, and you mentioned one woman who like hunted down her daughter's yeah murderers. Well, I found her, and she's <gasps> incredible, and I want to read an article about her. All right, where is the article from? It was Business Insider. Okay, cool. Her name was Miriam Elizabeth Rodriguez Martinez of San Fernando. Um, And she became a fearless activist and vigilante after her daughter, Karen, who was 20 years old at the time, was abducted on January 23rd, 2014 by a drug cartel. Karen Rodriguez was in her pickup truck when armed men forced their way into her vehicle and abducted her. Her family followed all the kidnappers' demands and took out a loan to pay the ransom. Miriam Rodriguez even met with a drug cartel member who offered to help Locate Karen for 2,000 pesos. Yeah. However, the family was duped and her remains were found on an abandoned ranch later that year. Um, So the authorities failed to arrest any of the cartel kidnappers. Uh, The cartel kidnappers, the authorities failed to arrest any of the cartel kidnappers. So uh, Miriam. Miriam dedicated the rest of her life to achieving justice for her daughter. To track down her killer, she changed her appearance, used a faked ID, and adopted many disguises. In one instance, she pretended to be an election poll worker to collect names and addresses. And another instance, she dressed as a health worker wearing a uniform. On one occasion, Rodriguez captured a cartel member while he was selling roses on the street. He recognized her, but the 56-year-old still managed to tackle him to the ground, hold a gun to his throat, and threaten to kill him if he moved. (laughs) It's amazing. Um, Yeah, incredible. Her crusade for justice ended on May 10th, 2017, the day that Mexicans celebrate Mother's Day. She was shot 12 times by gunmen outside her home, just weeks after chasing down her final target. Well, that gives me the yeah. chills. <sighs> yeah, the episode will let's put a link to the article in our show notes. But the yeah. episode that I um of the podcast I love, it's called My Favorite Murder, and they did an episode on her. So we'll put that in there too. Oh, because they go it. into like, yeah, they go into pretty good um detail about all of the work that she did and how it affected her family and um yeah just such an amazing story i just started this book it's a few years old it was on oprah's book club it's called american dirt by janine cummings oh it's so good or cummins Mm -hmm. did you read read it it? okay it's so good but it's i'm like only a chapter in but the i'm not spoiling anything because it happens in the first chapter but um this woman's like her whole family is killed by the cartel and they um so anyways it just seemed on topic i'm really the, excited the about opening chapter it. is yes just... it starts with that like the first paragraph it starts with that <laughs> we got some awesome listener emails in the last two weeks so we should we did. read those real quick yeah absolutely all right so the this first email is from samantha uh we got two sams this week so fun <laughs> and um So this is a part of her email and it says, so for the past few weeks, we've been doing something similar to High Low Buffalo and it has been going really well. Now my kids are nine and a half, six and a half, five and three. The younger two give very general responses like today I played with my friends or I fell in the park and it hurt. You know, things like that. My nine and a half year old only responded to the questions when he feels like it, uh, which makes me not so excited about his teenage years. (laughs) But... 
my six and a half year old Henry has taken this whole thing to another level. At first, he would just talk about his day and let us know what was something good that happened to him, something that upset him, and something silly that happened that day at school. He then started asking us those same questions, which made my mama heart so very happy. Then one day, he started adding extra questions, such as, what was something interesting we learned today? Or what was some way we saw God in our day? But once those nice questions passed, he started asking some really weird things, like, what's something creepy that happened to us? And what was something (laughs) gross we smelled? I know, I love that. Um, My favorite was the day he asked us what was something that happened to us in the bathroom that day. (laughs) I never know what he's going to ask each day, but I honestly look forward to whatever he comes up with. (laughs) It's so fun. Kids are so creative. Why don't I ask (laughs) questions like that? Our second email is also from a Sam, and she says, My husband and I traveled a lot together before getting married, and after two kids and a pandemic, our travel bug has been squashed until we until we started watching Amazing Race, and we are obsessed. <laughs> Besides seriously considering applying when possible, we purchased an adventure book, Couples Edition, we hope to dive into soon. We are hoping it takes the guests out of the date, And being the nostalgic person that I am, the book turns into a memory book as you scratch off each date and add a picture to the task when you're done. And then she said, she also talked about high-low buffalo. She said, my husband and I have done high-lows for a long time, but have added the buffalo part and love it. It acknowledges the struggle of the day. Feeling heard is so important in our family. I thought that was a great point. And it And it also encourages discussion over the mundane. How was your day? I can't wait to get the kids involved. Thank you. And um, when she talked about the amazing race, Nick and I got really into Survivor. And that kind of turned into a date night for us. We would sit down and watch it and like no phones. It's so easy to be on two screens at once. But we kind of like made a commitment not to. And that was actually really a like great bonding time for us we watched eight yeah. seasons in like six weeks we, we i mean we went all in <laughs> it was... yes. what's great about a show like survivor is like you don't have to pay attention every second so you can and you can discuss like the characters and like no oh, i think this guy's gonna yes. do this and like this is oh no he's like totally gonna betray them and you can get into like the the psychology behind it and all yes, the that's drama why we love you know it so it's much. fun because we spend the whole yeah. time judging all of the people on the TV. That's all that we do. Yeah, without <laughs> guilt. Just, yes. <laughs> but the, the one, of the, one of the very first seasons we watched, I had never really seen it before. And um and I said something like, They are why they're so mean. Why are they just so angry about nothing? And Nick was like, you know, if you don't snack every four hours, you get hangry. They have not had a meal in seven days or whatever. <laughs> and at that moment, I realized that you're right. I need to be a little bit. I need to give them a little bit more grace. Through this. Oh, yeah. So, we're watching people. You forget with reality TV. Yes. Oh, yeah. when, when, which is the fun uh, of it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch. Though eating an entire bag of popcorn to myself they're only eating like raw oysters <laughs> why are they so grumpy crunch 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 yeah exactly exactly so <laughs> all right sarah um why don't you start us off this week what's your yes <laughs> my yes 
ended up sounding like a no again. <laughs> and my no <laughs> is a yes. Uh, my yes, technically, is as a model for my kids, I'm forced forced to be a better person because <laughs> everything I do is repeated by a young child. She, um, I guess, is like an exaggerated example of all the things I do. So, <laughs> like I just said, Evie copies everything I do. And I think I'm really starting to recognize just how much this is happening all the time because I don't recognize all of my quirks. <laughs> So, for example, like I often take things away from Franklin so he won't, you know, choke because everything he finds goes directly in his mouth. He's into everything. His favorite pastime is eating the food Evie spills on the floor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like we joke he's our little puppy dog. Like anytime you're eating anything, he like comes up to you and just goes, ah, ah. And you have to like find a way to feed him even if it's crackers. And he has no teeth yet. He's 10 months old and has zero teeth. So not really? only does he love. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I. I had a friend who said her son didn't get any teeth until 12 months. I'll ask the doctor yeah. about it, but no, I'm sure it's fine. For one, for a second, I forgot that Charlie was almost two. And I was like, <laughs> Charlie has almost all of his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I forgot that his age is not at all the same. <laughs> so that's why. No, I think they're that's both totally babies. So maybe <laughs> yeah, that's why is, they're like equated. Yes. <laughs> but. The only issue with not having him not having a teeth is it holds him back because he eats. I mean, he has like, I counted yesterday, seven meals. Like, <laughs> that's how much. <laughs> he eats breakfast, snack, um, nap, snack, lunch, <laughs> snack, dinner. Oh, my And then Lord. a bottle and bottles in between all of that. I mean, and he Good just, wow. He, and there's not one thing he will not eat. There's not a thing he has. We have given him that he has not eaten, including. Well, we didn't give him this, but he found a bug and ate it. And anyways, like, he just like he just eats everything. So yeah, so like when I take things away and Evie sees it, you know, she does it like ten times rougher from Franklin, but oh. she does it with like her toys or anything yeah. he's playing with. She suddenly wants, and then she rips it out of his hand. And I think it's because of me. <laughs> well, also she wants her toys. Um, like and other times, like I noticed I had to be a lot gentler with our cat. Not that I wasn't gentle that the cat would be on the stairs and I just like gently nudge him with my toe to like get yeah. out of my, my way. And so she would just take that as a reason to kick Norman. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> and I, and, but so when I stopped nudging Norman like that, mm -hmm. now I had to be very patient with Norman, our cat. Um, she doesn't touch him like that at all anymore. Or like I used to like. <laughs> When Norman used to mew at the, poor Norman, he's such a good cat. <laughs> he used to mew at the uh, um, door to let, get let outside and be like, mm -hmm. Norman, I'm in the middle of something. Please stop. I'll, like talk to him because like, that helps with a cat. <laughs> and uh, so Evie would start screaming every time he even mewed, even just a little bit. She'd go, Norman! Norman! <laughs> also, I have a bit of a, a tone I use with poor Ben, my husband, when I need him, or maybe when I'm a bit perturbed with him. Uh, the Evie is stolen now. When she needs her daddy, she goes, Ben! And it sounds like an escalated version of what I do. Well, I oh, think it's escalated, no. but I don't know if Ben would agree. Ava went through a phase where she called Nick by his first name. <laughs> <laughs> she just does it every now and then. Um, yeah. She doesn't really call she, me, but she will do Ben. Yeah, never me, but Nick. Yeah. And then my phone, because <laughs> I used to be like, 
for Siri, Siri or in the car, I'd call Nick Mills. So she'd pick up my phone and say, call Nick Mills. Call Nick Mills. <laughs> I still love that my old car, whenever I said call Natalie Mills, it would go calling Nawawi Mills. <laughs> like, I don't know why. <laughs> Natalie was such a difficult one with all the consonants to, for the like version of Siri or whatever to repeat. So another thing she modeled after me, and this one was when I first started to realize that I needed to watch my mouth. Um, <laughs> um, this was when she first started saying words and almost like stringing words together into phrases. And so we at the time we had ants all over our house on the kitchen floor and they drove me uh they made me so angry and I, no matter what I did, they would not go away. I was constantly cleaning the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually we just had to hire like exterminators to come out. Um, so I, I would just get mad at them and take a paper towel and just go at them with the paper towel. And angrily, I'd be like, die, die, die. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in front of my just now speaking, you know, one and a half year old or whatever. And Evie started uh, taking it. Uh, talking and saying that and it was like one of her first phrases <laughs> she'd go in her little baby voice oh die, die, my die. goodness and i'm like oh, that's amazing <laughs> just a few examples um so as all parents we obviously know we are models to our kids and the reason this is my yes because even though it feels like a lot of pressure and it is a lot of pressure <laughs> <laughs> that your kids are like copying everything you do and looking to you to understand how to be a decent person. It has helped me become a much better person in a number of ways. So I looked up like how we we can be models for our kids and be aware of that. And I found this on scanva.org, which is a child advocacy organization in Virginia. And about being a role model for your child, it says like, Every time you say something, take an action or have a reaction to someone or something, your child is observing your behavior. So as infants, apparently, according to this article, this is how children gain language skills and learn to talk. And then preschoolers depend on upon observation as they begin to understand and test uh, the workings of interpersonal relationships. And even teenagers, although... It doesn't seem like it. Um, They're listening to our words, observing our actions, examining how you handle everything from personal relationships to stress to career disappointment. So it just gets like (laughs) you have to be more on it as uh, your kids get older, apparently. Um, And then here's some it gives some examples. Um, Some I don't completely agree with, but but a lot of them are pretty, pretty good examples of like what types of behavior you can remember uh, to model for Mm -hmm. your child and. Uh, it's a list. So one is show respect for others and yourself, which I like. And I mean, I really do my best to yeah. do that. Anyway, I give people the benefit of I, I don't like to uh, talk poorly about others. Yeah, <laughs> It's not my thing. And then um, I really like this one. It says respect yourself and your child will follow your lead. Um, and that one. Yes. That one has been huge for me because if I'm mean to anyone, it's been myself. And as we talked about often, that's what I'm working on most is liking myself. And I think especially as a woman, when it comes to body image, Mm -hmm. which we're going to have an episode later um, where we interviewed expert on body image. Um, You may have heard of them at Coaching with Kelsey. But I just know that 
I want to be respectful of how I talk about my body. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about it as if the way my body looks is never good enough or things, things like that. I want her, well, I don't want her entire self-worth to depend dependent on how she looks and I hope to emphasize health more than body image and appearance. So that for me is really a big way that I've been working on growing Mm -hmm. to be an example to my kids, like just just liking myself. (laughs) (laughs) Another one they say is to practice positive communication skills. And I like this too because a lot of things I come across with parenting experts talk about, no, like you can't be perfect, but you can show how you repair when you make mistakes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's huge. Like if if you and your hu- uh, partner get into a tiff, like you show the apology in front of them. You apologize to your kids so that they see like, yep. you know, my feelings got the best of me because I mean, you're going to lose it on their ki- your kids. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just it's just inevitable. We're hu- we're human. And then three is not my favorite. It's keep a positive outlook. So. To an extent, sure. Like, be positive about things. Don't, like, let everything bog you down. I, You know, don't be the kind of person that hates everything because that's just yeah. an energy drain. But I also think it's important to show your kids, like, you're open to hard feelings. Sometimes things are yes. hard and you can't just, like, will them away. Like, resilience more than just, yay, put a smile on your face. Nothing's wrong here, you know? Yeah, like, it teaching your kids that it's okay if you feel disappointed or angry or upset or hurt. Those are not bad feelings. Those are okay feelings to have. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's more so just like if some, I think when it comes to that, it's like, if something is hard, if I am discouraged because something is hard, instead of falling on the floor and crying, I'm going to do my best. You know, that's we yeah, resilient. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like you said, we're we're doing that daily right now. <laughs> With <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yep. It's hard, but you can do well, Dr. Becky at home always says this, and this is one of my favorite things. It's like it is hard, but you are a kid who could do hard things. Yes. I love that. Exactly. So much. I tell myself that. <laughs> you know. Um, and the example this one gave is is a good example for that positive outlook, which is like if you burnt dinner instead of, mm. you know, think before reacting instead of being like, ah, my day is ruined. Everything's terrible. Poor me. You'd be like, well, I guess it's an excuse to order out, you know, yeah. like like little even the little things like that, I think, are big because it's no fun for anyone to get upset over every little thing. Absolutely. And then uh, another one was teach the value of health, which is good. Mm. Definitely something I need to work on. because. <laughs> And then the fifth one they have is work on anger management, which is, I guess, what I'm basically doing with all my coping skills <laughs> <that> I, <laughs> uh, when I'm triggered by all the tantrums. Knowing that I'm a model to my kids helps me grow mm-hmm. more than if I didn't have kids. Yeah. So maybe that's my yes. I started realizing the last six months or so that the way that I talk to the boys is the same way that Ava will talk to her brothers. So if like in the, you know, in the middle of summer, we're all home together or this last year, we've been mostly home together. So my patience is not as good as it usually is. And so if I lose my patience on them more often, and if I snap more often, or even the way that I ask them to do something or not to do something, Ava will 
adapt that tone and whatever I'm saying and use that with them. And so, um, yeah, it's that was the first few times I realized that um, I was like, oh, no, (laughs) because it also made me realize the way that I have been sounding to them. You know, when when I am when I don't have any patience in that moment, I sound reasonable when I'm kind of freaking out on everybody. But then when I hear Ava Mm -hmm. talk to her siblings like that, I, yeah, I mean, it's just not, it's not okay for me to talk to them like that either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a hard mirror sometimes. Yes. You're like, oh, that was definitely a, yep. an absolute like repetition of me. All right. Natalie, what's your yes? So I combined mine. <laughs> I combined mine this week because it's yeah. kind of a big one and it covers all emotions. So <laughs> my yes and my no is my 10 days of quarantine that I had to spend separated <laughs> from the rest of my family. <laughs> and we did that because <laughs> yeah. if there was a chance that I had I had not already gotten them sick, we didn't want them to get sick, you know. And the miraculous thing is that it actually worked for us. Um, they all their everyone else <laughs> got tested and all of their tests came back negative yesterday. So that blows my mind. I cannot believe it, that. Wow. I can't either. I cannot. I, it's it's crazy to me because I had three days with symptoms that I was still like bef- when we were waiting for test results and we were all just like, I'm sure it's nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so that I was just in the house with everyone else and everyone was at school. So I didn't see them that often. But yeah, this is not a debate about whether COVID is real or not. Like that, we're not debating that it is oh, real. No, <laughs> everything, no, of course. And, and, and we no, believe everything the scientists are telling us. Ways. It does. <laughs> yes, it did in our household. But it makes me really happy yeah. that we did decide to quarantine, even if it felt last minute. So, anyways, so yes. after I got my test result, it um we had. I had 10 days where I stayed in our master bedroom. Nick slept on the couch (laughs) and I didn't leave it except for one bathroom, which no one else used. It was all like it was just for me to use. And that was my life for 10 days. And there is a scene in Bad Moms or it's the Bad Moms Christmas. I can't remember which movie, which one of those movies it is, but. I do too. But she, one of the um, Kristen, whatever her name is, her um, character says something like, do you guys ever wish that you could be in a car accident? But like not a major car accident, just a minor <laughs> one where you would end up in the hospital just for a few days. Nothing serious, but it would be like a break. <laughs> I wish that all the time when Evie was had colicky. Oh, when she said that in the movie. Every all of the other moms laugh awkwardly like they didn't. And I was like, really? I thought that was normal for parents to kind of hope for that every so often. (laughs) When things are really hard, I mean, like, I don't want to get really serious. Just like enough. Just enough. My gallbladder is like full of stones. I found an ultrasound. And so it's supposed to be like, eventually I have to have it removed. I'm like, it's going to be nice. (laughs) Yes. Like it's I a have... non-invasive <laughs> surgery, but I have to rest. Yes. You know, I can't like <laughs> lift Dude. more than 15 pounds. So there goes the babies lifting. And yes, I had really serious food poisoning last year and they had to keep me overnight in the hospital. And they released, they technically released me in the afternoon. And I called the nurse and, and I was like, can I stay through dinner just so that I can eat? <laughs> <laughs> cook for anyone and she was like yes 
<laughs> so that so in that movie That's everyone amazing. like laughs about how awkward it is and i thought that was a totally normal desire so anyway so the first yeah. like five days of my 10 was basically like that i i also i had all my symptoms were then so i slept a lot um I like kind of spaced out on TV quite a bit. I read a ton. Like I had, I brought in eight books with me because I grabbed a bunch before I locked myself in the bedroom. And I I only read one. It was like 450 pages. So it was huge. But then I was kind of wore out. So, um, and Nick, because I can't leave the bedroom. So Nick has to bring me all of my meals. We had a special box outside the door that he'd put it in so that none of the animals would eat it. I would leave all my dirty dishes in there. Um, And so poor Nick, I mean, he really had because he was also trying to work from home and do all of the kids stuff from home and feed me. And so I felt bad because I'd call him every so often and be like, I'm really hungry. Can you bring? Can you have to eat, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, so the first like five days was great. It was me sleeping a lot, except for the fact that I did feel like garbage sometimes. Um, It was just amazing. Like I never had I didn't have to wake up for any kids in the morning. I didn't (laughs) I didn't have to prepare any meals. All of the things that are just it was it was weird. It was a weird feeling. And then um once I really started to feel better, I was still napping at least once a day. But then I I hit like that board <laughs> after about five or six days, I got really bored. And um, when I get bored, I go through different phases. And so um, <laughs> usually oh, I'm interested. Yeah. Usually when I'm bored, the number one thing that I do is annoy Nick. <laughs> and if it's in person it's me just like being really obnoxious and annoying and um and so now my version of that was like calling him all the time and asking weird questions and then sending him a thousand tiktoks and and essentially it was just that um Cause I like also the other, one of my other phases of boredom is snacking, but I was not in control of my snacking. I couldn't get myself any food. And so I was at the mercy and of you other taste people. Anything. I, yeah, I couldn't taste anything through most of it. My taste and smell <laughs> did come back. Thank goodness. But, um, so I had to wait for him and because we were trying, we're trying to keep my blood pressure down. So we've switched a lot of foods out for that. So snacking was like carrots and applesauce (laughs) and and not things that I want to eat while I'm watching TV (laughs) no carrots are annoying to eat like they take so long to chew I just can't like the taste is fine but there's like I have to cut them into quarters lengthwise because as I talked about my horrible teeth two episodes ago, my teeth aren't strong enough sometimes to bite through. Like if it's thumb thickness, I can't get through it without being in pain. And so I have to cut them up like a toddler to feed them to myself. It's so time consuming, but. It's worth it, I guess, but it just takes forever. <laughs> so so it was me like waiting for snacks for him, me annoying him. One of the other things um, that I 
tend to do, even when I'm not bored, this is just part of my personality that maybe I should talk to a therapist about is that I can get hyper, I can get hyper fixated on something and um, only think about that for days. And so, and this, unfortunately, that's where your boredom led you. Yes. So um, this, unfortunately, what the thing that I fixated on also was used as a tool to really annoy Nick for, about four days. <laughs> Somebody that I used oh, yeah, to work poor with. poor man is taking care of four <laughs> kids well, at and- home by himself <laughs> and his wife and yeah. trying to work. And I'm I'm just like not helping. And Frida, our great Dane, got a stomach bug for like 30 hours. They can technically get COVID. So in like in two days, she had diarrhea two or three times in the house and then threw up three times. So he was also cleaning all of that up. I mean, he was just honestly... He was he was a rock star. That sounds like like it's like a vacation for you and a week from hell for him. Yes. Like, oh my goodness. Well, and she. Like, kept... That's the only way you can get a solo vacation is if your husband suffers. Yes. Even though you it were was, sick, he suffered. It was this I'm The one good thing for me, because I didn't have any smell, she kept having diarrhea upstairs right outside of my door, and I couldn't smell any of it. So that was really a blessing. So you couldn't even help if you wanted to. You had no, no idea. No. Yeah. So anyways, um, so the thing that I... So, okay, back to this fixation. One of the people I used to work with, um, they just bought this, like, bus that they're renovated into an RV so that <sighs> they, with their kids, can travel the U.S. every so often, like, in the summers. And RVing is honestly a bucket list item for me. I, there's something about mm-hmm. it is so appealing to me. And... And our schedule would allow for that kind of lifestyle because Nick is home for about six weeks every summer. So we could take three of those weeks and travel the U.S., right? And um, and so I love this idea. I've always, always, Nick knows that this is a dream that I've always had. So then, of course, <sighs> I start looking for, because now my mind is in that place, I started looking for them or just like looking through them. And I found... <laughs> I found a 1987 RV. It has shag carpeting on the inside. It's just really something. But it has enough beds to fit our family. Like the couch turns into a bed and the table turns into a bed. And it was like $9,000. We could pay for that in cash if we wanted to. The insurance for that would be so cheap and it's not giant and heavy. So the gas mileage would not be horrible because it's old. We could repaint the outside of it however we wanted. We could have a special like Instagram page just for our RV. He came up with the name. Well, he accidentally came up with the name. This was not on purpose, but we're told if we ever buy an RV, we're totally naming it Cecil. So like that's already taken care of. So for days, I would send him. I, first, I sent him the link. I was like, look what I found. And if there's something you need to know about my husband, it's that he hates camping. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he kind of also hates outdoorsy stuff. 
And so I didn't know that about Nick because you guys always go camping. Because it's such a passion of mine <laughs> because I love to camp and he likes to make me happy. So he just does it for Aww. me, which is really That's sweet. Really sweet Nick. But <laughs> I so one of our conversations, I was like, this is this is a dream for me to have an RV. And he was like, that's it's the opposite of a dream. It's literally hell for me is the idea of driving around the country in an RV for three weeks. So, so then, of course, it just like fueled my my flame. And so for for okay, days, tell him this. you come park it out in front of our house. He can hang out with Ben. I'll get my kids in there with you. Can Maybe I tell can you take like one what or two of he kids, said? But then he, we just go. Yeah. No, he yeah. literally said, this is a dream for you and Sarah. This is not a dream for, <laughs> for you and me. Or for like, from so his true. perspective, for me. And I'm <laughs> kicking my feet like a little toddler. I'm so excited. <laughs> because he keeps saying that. He was like, this is something you can do with Sarah, but you don't need to do this with me. <laughs> Well, then I started like watching all the YouTube videos about people that renovated old RVs and did school buses, which they call schoolies with a K, schoolies. I found Instagram pages. I mean, I just like dive headfirst and then I cannot They do some beautiful stop. stuff. I love that. They like do. HGTV, tiny houses or the buses yes. or... Sweet. Yeah. And so um, anyway, so I just got really into it and I can't can't stop thinking about it. I do this. Uh, I switch topics regularly. This is not healthy for me. So right now we're on RV on my head. So yeah. that's my current fixation and um, so my funny. poor husband. So yeah, so quarantine was finally over. I was like released on Thursday. And at released, first, it, yeah. yeah, it kind of because by that last day, I was just really over it. Um, I had all of these ideas of what I was going to do with 10 days to myself, and I accomplished zero of them. <laughs> so, uh, uh, wait, did, also, you, did you sleep and read? I mean, that sounds yes, like that's all true. you needed to do. That's yeah. true. I did. I slept a lot and I read a lot. I also tell me if this happens to you. So during certain stages of my life, if I binge watch TV shows from now on, like um, emotionally, my emotional connection to that TV show will bring me back to that time. So when I was breastfeeding either Ava or Harrison, I watched Grey's Anatomy through all of those long nights. So for years, I associated like my brain when I would try and watch Grey's Anatomy or think about Grey's Anatomy, I would automatically get to that like exhausted, overwhelmed, tired place. Like that's the emotions that I connected with that show. So this time I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and now I'm worried that I won't be able to watch it outside of quarantine <laughs> because it's like can I connect that show to my 10 days that I was trapped in our bedroom. The Our saving grace was that the weather was so gorgeous. I could open up the windows. I, I, we have a flat roof over our over our porch. So when the kids were playing out there one day, I snuck out onto the roof so that I could hear. Yes. He down onto the yard at them. I looked like a crazy lady, I'm sure, but um, I looked like a yeah. So, um, but Hopefully it's they done can only now. access that roof for, through your room. 
<laughs> Talking about modeling. <laughs> no, you get to it through the hallway. So I like snuck into the hallway. It was <laughs> and then opened the window. It's not a door. <laughs> I climbed through the window. <laughs> um, yeah. That's so, so funny. But it's over now. Thank goodness. <laughs> All right. So that's my yes and my no. So what? Tell me your no this week. My no is a no, but a yes, but a no, but do it anyway. <laughs> so, but my no, but yes, but no, but do it anyway is our family trip that we went on last weekend. Yeah. It's really funny you mentioned the RV because Ben and I, one of our dreams is to just like travel the U.S. Um, so yeah, family trip. So last weekend we took a little family trip, as I've mentioned. Uh, we rented this amazing Airbnb cabin. Uh, it was beautiful. It's in a place called White Salmon in the Columbia River Gorge, which is incredible. The Columbia River Gorge, if you don't haven't been to this area, is just surrounded by like, I don't know, I'm going to get this all wrong, but like cliffs. <laughs> and then, then it goes into this. <laughs> yeah, they're not like mountains. I get they're like really, really big hills. And then there's like Mount Hood that you get sneak okay. sneak views of and different mountains and it's stunning. You've seen it, Natalie. Like you yeah. look over the river, it's like where the grass was and the cows were, and then oh, they're like it's yeah. raised up, you know, really high yes. and it's just absolutely stunning. Really beautiful. So you go far enough east, yeah. And um it was on this ranch and it had horses and cows. It's just so fun. You're oh. way up high. On a hill, and then you have a view of Mount Hood, which is the big mm -hmm. mountain, and then like, like in the middle of like two picturesque hills wow. that are all green, trees everywhere. Uh, and also, it was cool. They had this giant field in the back, and mm -hmm. it was a runway for like small planes. Oh, I fun! That was so cool. <laughs> so it was absolutely beautiful. But traveling with kids is so hard, like oh. beyond hard. There's yes. so many moments that are. Just the opposite of fun. Yet, I'm glad we went. And I don't want the difficulty of it all to, like, stop me from planning family trips. But it just, it really sucks. <laughs> mm -hmm. So let me talk about the hard parts. The hard parts are definitely the big no. So, okay, first of all, it's a, it was supposed to be an hour and a half drive. <laughs> it took <laughs> us three and a half hours oh, to get no. there. Every, like. So Evie's really great using the potty. Oh, I'm so no. proud of her. But we stopped five times for potty drinks. We get on the road and then we have to take an exit that would take us really far away. Nope. To the first, and then we'd have to use like gas station bathrooms in the middle of oh. COVID. So it goes oh, back no, to what you're no, talking no. about. So gross. Like the first time we stop, it's really out of the way stop, and Evie didn't even use the potty. <laughs> so then we had to stop again, like oh, because, like, I don't want to not believe her. You know, I don't want to give her a complex yes. about potty, you know. Uh, so we're, like, just smile, fake smiles on her face. Like, okay, sweetie, we'll stop as soon as we can. <laughs> and we're just, like, screaming on the inside. Um, when they were that young, we always did pull-ups in the car. If it, we were going to be in the car for more than, like, 45 minutes mm -hmm. because uh, not worth it. It's just going to be awful. <laughs> Well, that's what we did on the way back. We put her in her Good. diaper and we explained like this is because at naps and bedtime, Good. she wears diapers and we're like, yeah. just like nap time, but in the car. So if you need to go potty, you know, and yeah. then we went straight, straight shot home, got home in an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. So I guess we learned our lesson. Um, 
in a way. <laughs> so that was nice. But then, you know, after three and a half hours of two kids stuck in car seats at the, oh. but like the last half hour, they're just both just screaming nonstop. Oh, they want no. out of there, you know, oh, it was rough. Um, but so then we got there and it's beautiful and it's stunning and we're breathing in fresh country air and this <laughs> cabin is just like, it's like modern inside. So it has all the amenities you could possibly yeah. need. has this beautiful clock foot tub um, that I <laughs> got to like soak in and I decided, so my, one of my favorite treats is like these chocolate covered freeze dried strawberries. <laughs> They're really delicious. <laughs> and I, Ben surprised me with a whole pack of them that he got from the grocery store for a trip and yeah. i decided okay i'm gonna take a bath and i'm gonna eat as many of these as i want i'm not gonna feel bad i'm gonna enjoy every second good for as you I in the tub and i did and it was that's one thing kelsey taught me they taught me make a decision like i think i mentioned this to you um okay. natalie but um like if you're gonna ignore all the chores in their house purposely like for a day oh, to yes. break make the choice to be to like do that don't just sit here and be like i should i should i should be doing that yeah be like no today i am gonna rest so that you can actually rest instead of feeling guilty that about everything else so much i remember that conversation because it was just like i'm gonna choose not to do it because then i'm just gonna say to myself no today i'm not doing any dishes or today i'm not gonna clean the floors like i should or whatever and there's something so empowering about just making that decision and then going with it. And then you can actually yes. enjoy the time you're not doing the dishes. And so I actually enjoyed the time I ate the strawberries, this chocolate covered, <laughs> covered strawberries, because um, normally I'd be like, oh, this is so bad for me, but so delicious, but so bad, but so delicious, you know? <laughs> Instead, I was yes. just like, oh, yeah, riding in the stuff, eating some chocolate. <laughs> Um, so that was wonderful. But then nights were oh, so tough. So tough. Oh, Evie's, yeah. you know, as I mentioned, she's not a good sleeper, etc. It was hard. Um, you know, she's a toddler. It's fine. It's going to happen. So despite all the challenges, the good moments were so good, even though they were not all too frequent. We also got to have elk for the first time. Oh. So they're like hunters on this ranch and they had a freezer full of elk. Which was kind of cool. And so Ben made elk burgers one night and it was really tasty and kind of like a fun, That's oh, awesome. we're trying new things on a family trip, you know. So that was neat. Um, and Evie had a good time. I wonder how much it tastes like venison. I thought it was less gamey than venison. Okay. Venison's, I like, like uh, my brother is a, uh, my brother in Indiana is a big hunter. And some of the venison stuff he gets is pretty good. But they never have to buy meat, ever. Yeah. We always um, had venison growing up because my dad was a big hunter and we loved venison. <laughs> so. I, I like I don't mind it. I think it's just not it's like gamier than what I'm used to from the store. Yeah. But I read a great this is going off subject, but that's Sorry. OK because it's, it's <laughs> Sorry, interesting to me. <laughs> I read this uh, short story about how hunting is actually way better than going to the grocery store. But it's look, because you can only, you know hunt so many animals the animals have lived in the mm-hmm. wilderness and mm-hmm. uh yeah like if you play by the laws and stuff and um i like that and then and then this lady who wrote it she's from alaska and she was like every time before they would eat the game they would like give thanks to its life for like Aww. providing for them for the season and stuff and yeah i don't know like we just don't think i think grocery stores take the personal like the 
personal, personal, personableism, personal. <laughs> like they make you forget where it comes from. They so make it less like a Bambi enough. movie and more like, you know, where it's not yes. an emotional. Yeah. They take the emotion out of where what you're right. eating. <laughs> like I could never take something's life. Well, no, that's yeah. not true. <laughs> I kill ants. <laughs> oh, I also. Okay. Random story. I've told this to my other mom friends, but when Ben, so Ben used to have to travel for work pre-COVID. And so I would solo parent a lot. And when Evie had colic, this was really, really mm. difficult. And one time one of our cats brought in a mouse and it was still alive and I didn't want it to suffer, but Evie was screaming and screaming and screaming. So I took the mouse <laughs> and I wrung its neck. So it wouldn't suffer. <laughs> <laughs> that's like intent that's like hands-on it's not like that's a shovel really that's intense. like a i don't think no well it was in a towel still though i i mean that takes some precision i'm pretty impressed right now but also I, kind of scared I, right uh i mean i don't think if i was in any other state but the i'm so exhausted this is so hard i don't want this to yes. suffer what's the right thing to... <laughs> oh okay family trips uh, let's I'll wrap this. Despite the challenges, the good moments were so good. Since getting home, even though it was really hard, I felt like reinvigorated. I've been reminded like why I live out here, mm-hmm. which is hard because there's, you know, we don't have family support and that can be really tough sometimes. But getting out and seeing the beauty of this area yes. and like all there is to do outside and Evie and Franklin are going to grow up in this amazing environment. That was like amazing real life reminder. And then for me, I'm a pretty anxious person. And so COVID has definitely made me more of a, <laughs> a very big homebody. Like I, I don't leave like Ben does the, goes to the grocery store if we have to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And it's not really healthy. I, I didn't even like going on walks for a while. Like my problem is I'm worried other people mm-hmm. won't respect my boundaries and I'll be too polite. Huh. <laughs> like like it goes back to me what I used to do and still apparently do, which is avoiding potential like conflict. conflict. Yeah. <laughs> so I just don't leave. And cause, cause I, cause someone might come up and talk to me without a mask. So <laughs> anyway, so it's just, it's good for me to get out and realize, Oh, it's not so scary out here. Oh <laughs> yeah. The world's not, not such a scary place. <laughs> People will respect that. Or you can politely be like, Oh, we like to keep our distance or, you know, mm-hmm. and if they get mad, what I, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know? Um, so yeah, that's my yes, but no, but no, that's my no, but that's my no, but yes, but definitely lots of no's, but do it anyway. Well, I told you when you got back that my, um, I remember my dad always saying this when we were younger, like it's when we were a lot younger, there was one trip that one of my sisters had to pee in the woods for some reason, because we were like out in the middle of nowhere. And I remember she screamed for like 15 minutes. And my dad said, this is why we call this a trip and not a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a good way of looking at it, though, for kids, young kids, especially. Yes. Yeah. And I remember when I was like younger, I was I was really offended by that. But now I'm a parent and I realize that there so much truth in uh, it. Yeah. We kind of have vacation. Like now it's a vacation because the kids are older. Charlie's pretty easy. But um, but yeah, for years it was like, this is a trip. This is not a vacation. So a vacation sense. is Nick and I going somewhere and relaxing. <laughs> and also it's, yes, oh, that sounds so amazing. Also, it's so worth it because I was so fortunate growing up. We took a family vacation every summer. We just yep. go, even if we just went to Michigan and like hung out. 
So Michigan's really close to where we are in Indiana. But we've also, we like drove like 24 hours to Yellowstone in our mm. old red van that was covered in like wax we didn't wipe, wipe off right away because we didn't know what we we're doing. So, <laughs> That's but so I mean, we did a lot of camping and we did so much cool stuff. I mean, I loved yeah. it. And there's so many great memories of just like playing Uno in our little camper and mm-hmm. meeting new people and seeing new things and all that family time. It was. You know, for all the suffering I, I'm sure my parents underwent, it was um, worth it to me as an adult to have those memories and look yes. forward to seeing my parents and having adventures with them to this day, you know? But that's a, all of my, because uh, we we vacationed every summer. We would take turns usually. We'd camp and then the next summer we'd fly somewhere and then we would camp. Oh, fun. But, um, but the camping summer, sometimes we'd go two or three times and, or at least in my head, that's what the memories are like. But I have, right. I just, I remember falling asleep in the camper and being able to hear my mom and dad out at the campfire and the sound of the campfire. And to this day, yes. one of the most, um, therapeutic smells for me is a campfire smell if i'm in clothes at a campfire i won't wash those clothes for a while because that smell is so calming to me and i i have another like it's warm and love and yeah and the smell and the sound oh that was just like that special there's such a memory that connects that smell and also i remember the sound of rain on the top of the camper it sounded you know it sounds like people are dropping a whole bunch of ping pong balls yeah so we would that sound Mm -hmm. it was raining and we were all inside just reading like in a kid reading so i was like reading american girl doll books and that kind of stuff but just oh there was such peace with that and so now it's like i'm continually searching for that which is why i forced nick to camp every summer yeah i think but that's what it is totally yeah we i I mean our kids love it yeah so So. it is a dream of you and i yeah (laughs) and then nick nick will just stay at our house and (laughs) the three of us with our kids (laughs) we'll look like sister wives but it'll be okay it's all good (laughs) ben will flow with it he's he's pretty laid back that's amazing All right. So what's your hello, Nana? (laughs) So my hello is, um, I'm going to talk about body image a little bit. And you already touched on this, which was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So because my, the food that I'm eating has changed to something much healthier. And because for a week I could not snack constantly, (laughs) I've... (laughs) (laughs) I've lost some weight and um, I this is such a hard topic to cover for me because I don't ever want to talk about this in front of my kids because yes I don't ever want them to think that there's value in weight at all you know and so it's such a it's such a hard topic to cover because Mm -hmm. of that and at the same time I weigh myself constantly but I feel the same way Yeah. As soon as I start losing weight, it's really easy for me to like want to weigh myself constantly just to see what's happening. It's really unhealthy. Um, But the other part of it is that I start to feel a little bit more comfortable in my clothes, which I don't love that I don't feel comfortable otherwise. That's why this is a really complicated topic for me, because part Mm -hmm, of me is happy when I do lose weight. If I'm just being totally honest, I am. I am more confident in myself. But the other part of me doesn't want anyone else to think or even myself to think that I'm worth less, like my value is less or 
my body isn't as great if I don't lose weight. You know, it's such a weird balance. So so I had to go to Walmart for some stuff yesterday, and I also had to record this thing for Easter. So I like did my hair and makeup because I was going to be in a video um, and I wore nice clothes and I wore a top that I have bought that I bought forever ago. I also part of this whole body image thing for me is I never try things on in the store anymore. <laughs> I just like like, no, this is going to fit. Oh, yeah. And then I take it home. Um, so I bought this top on clearance forever ago. That is really cute, but it's a little bit higher, like the bottom part. Usually I like a long shirt because it covers <sighs> The mom mm-hmm. pooch, right? And this shirt is just a little bit higher, so it kind of shows off my mom pooch, which is why I haven't worn it forever. And yesterday, I had this, like, come to Jesus moment in my head. <laughs> I was like, listen, I can do this. Because if I saw anyone else in my body out wearing this, I would think that they were adorable, you know? And I love wearing fun clothes. I love expressing myself with clothes, Um I you don't have to know me very well to know that about me. I just think it's really fun. And so it's hard when I'm not feeling confident enough to do that when I'm struggling with that. So yesterday I was like, nope, I'm going to do it. When I wear clothes that I'm not totally comfortable in, that I love, that I, but I'm not comfortable in, I always have this like internal conversation. Like if I run into someone from high school or college or whatever, and they say something rude to me, I know exactly what I'll say back to them. Uh, because it's like I have to prepare myself for that, which is so silly. Why would anyone ever see me in Target and say something like that? But I have to do that in my head. And so because in my head, I can stick up for myself. If someone said something to me, I could be like, yeah, how dare my body change after growing three humans? You know, obviously your body is going to change. So anyway, so I had this really my hair was done. I had makeup on. Um, But it was so funny because I walked into Walmart and there were two like I don't know, probably our age or younger greeters. And as I'm walking in the door, they both go, oh, my gosh, you are so cute. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I am cute. (laughs) And it was. I love it. Yeah. Those girls will not ever know how much that five second comment meant for me and how much it affected the rest of my day because it was just like I was kind of doubting myself I loved that top but you know it was just like something I usually try to hide about my body which is silly because I do want to love my body no matter what shape it is Nick loves my Mm -hmm. body no matter what shape it is I need to also do that but um they just they said that and I was It almost like brought tears to my eyes because I just like needed to, I needed that from a stranger. Yes. It was just an amazing feeling. Uh. And, um, it's so hard as a mom because your body does change. Even if you, I have, my sisters are both this way. They're both in this, they can still wear the same size pants they wore before they had kids. But even if, so even if it's not like the size of your body or the shape <laughs> of your body, your skin is different. A lot of times you have stretch marks. Your, I mean, things are, they sit different than they used to, or your hips might actually be wider. And it's so hard to embrace that, which makes me so mad because Every person who's ever had kids, their body has changed in one way or another. So why is it so hard? I just want to do a shout out to all the mom hips because I think mom hips are so stunning. They're so womanly and beautiful. And it's like this sign of, wow, 
what you did. Like, Ugh. I and I'm a fan. I don't know if this is creepy, but I like mom hips. Like, I'm a fan. Yeah, I love a curvy <laughs> body. And uh, one, yeah. I get a ton. A lot of the people I follow on TikTok are like plus sized fashion. And every oh, single time that. they show anything that they're wearing in my head, I always think, oh, they are so gorgeous they are so cute they look so great in that outfit they and do. yet i can't say that about myself i could wear that same outfit and not have that same amount of grace for myself isn't it heartbreaking is, that we yes. can't like i feel like it's especially annoying. our generation when we were younger there was a lot of pressure to be really thin oh. i mean when you see all this stuff i mean i know that's still out today but at least there's some counterculture stuff coming out about embracing your body and being confident yes. and yeah. I also, though, want to point out that when we were in high school and middle school, low rise jeans were fashion. That was fashion was a low rise jean and a low rise jean. You could be a size six and you would still have a muffin top because they were yeah. so low. And mm -hmm. it was and I remember um, my cross country coach, who was a really big role model in my life, she said once because she still wore her like 80s and 90s high rise jeans, which we yes. were all like, oh, they're so weird. And she was no. like, these are Rockstar. so much more slimming than those pants are. And we never believed them. And then finally they came back in fashion. But it was just um yeah, I so I think it was even harder when we were younger because mm -hmm. the fashion was to have something that sit that sat below your mom pooch, yeah. you know, like it, uh -huh. it below your belly button. And um, ugh, those were horrible pants. Like you said, I don't feel comfortable in my clothes either. Like on one hand, I love uh, like the what is it called? Intuitive eating and. Mm -hmm. Just the new confidence and, and like you don't have to be skinny to be healthy, which is just so yes. true. <laughs> yes. And then uh, there's the stigma against being fat. It just makes well, me so angry. So a lot of these um, TikTokers that I follow, they're talking about how they're trying to destigmatize the title or like the word fat. So calling yourself fat, it's more it's not supposed to be this like emotional thing or a body yeah. shaming thing. It's just supposed to be a fact. I, you know, it was just it's the way that they talk about it is really empowering. Yeah. If we empower the word fat, it's not something that you're ashamed of anymore. It's just describing your That's body. True. Like I have long legs. I I'm fat, that. but it's it's not something bad, you know. And so I'm really yes, I, I'm not that far along in this journey for myself. But um, I just I love that this is happening. I love it so much that it's too. out there and that it is starting to take. And our daughters are going to grow up with that, those like, yeah, those well, messages as son, well as the damaging ones. I need my sons oh, to yeah. be able to look at every shape so body and true. see that it's a beautiful woman. I need them to be able to see that um, they can love people no matter what size they are, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to how they treat women and how they treat Every yeah, like you said earlier, like uh, your body size does not necessarily have anything to do with how healthy you are. You are. I know a ton of skinny people that are super unhealthy. That doesn't have their size doesn't have was anything way to do. More unhealthy when I yes. was stick thin. See, way more unhealthy. See, and oh yeah. So, like we can't we can't correlate those two things. I didn't skinny eat. How are you healthy if you don't yeah. eat? <laughs> that is not healthy. I just had a really fantastic kind of empowering moment and I just felt it I was a it. really, it was a 
You were so thing. worried. You'd run into someone from high school and this bad thing, would, this rude thing would be said. And yeah. instead you got the opposite. Yeah. Like, I love <laughs> that there are people out. Yeah. And I bet you look you know. fierce. I like that you look so <laughs> wonderful. And I love your style. I just and yeah, I think you're beautiful. Well, thank you. I think you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so that's thank my. You. I have no doubt that I will. will talk about body image a ton. I yeah, we will definitely be talking about that. Oh, speaking also too, like my mom surprised me with this beautiful top. It's so and gorgeous. N- like none, ugh, I love it so much. It's like my favorite color is purple, and it's just like beautiful and feminine. And mm-hmm. hardly any of my clothes fit right now. Like I can Ugh. cry because it just feels awful when your clothes yes. don't fit. I've had I've struggled a lot more losing weight after Franklin with Evie. Mm-hmm. It kind of just came off. But anyway, she surprised me with this shirt, and it's the first time I felt like feminine and pretty. Oh man, yeah. I really I really feel emotional about this for uh, um ten months probably. Yeah. I, you know, since because when so... I was pregnant, I felt really beautiful. But mm-hmm. the pants I wear right now are maternity pants still. And mm-hmm. um, I basically just wear Ben's oversized T-shirts and I just feel gross. You know, like it's so hard to so even really like, nice. Yeah. Leave the house when mm-hmm. I don't have anything to wear other than Nick's shirts or sweatshirts. It's. Like it, it's an emotional process than leaving the house because then I can't feel good about myself at all. If you know, and you try on clothes like shirt yes. after shirt after shirt, and you just like you want to end up in tears after trying yes. on all those shirts because nothing fits. Like I have two sweaters that I really like that I've worn for each time of taped. <laughs> now I have another shirt. Yeah. Yay! You'll see me in all the time because I love it. Um, well- and it's also but, hard yeah. for me to like when I'm in that, pro- especially after having a baby, it's hard for me to um, convince myself to buy new clothes because in my head I'm like, well, I'm still going to lose a little bit of this baby weight, so I don't want to waste mm-hmm. the money. And so I also had to get to this point where I'm like, you know what, there's a chance my body is going to be this shape and this size for the rest of my life. That's OK. I'm going to buy some clothes that make this body feel good. And um, uh, but that was a really hard place to yes, come to. I love that attitude. Yeah. So well, for me, it's my wedding ring doesn't fit, <gasps> and I mine was either. like, "I'm not wearing mine right now." I had to take it's it off the worst. because it, I was afraid they were going to have to cut it off. I'm wearing it's a ring of my grandma's, which so it's still special. I have the ring but, my um, dad gave me. That's kind of like it's not on the right finger, but it kind of like functions as both, I guess. Yes. Doesn't that suck? It's the worst feeling, and I don't. And Ben's like, "Well, we can get it resized." And I was like, "No, I'm gonna lose weight. It's gonna fit again. Like that's this is not supposed no. to be the size I'm supposed to be or something." And it's heartbreaking, man. Yeah. No, I'm totally in the yep. same wedding ring boat. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Let's both resize our rings. You know what? We can resize them again. Yes, it's gonna be fine. Exactly. And then I can like wear my diamond ring from my husband again. <laughs> so, all right, tell me about your hello. Yes, my hello. Today's a rough day. Um, it's just one of those days where my toddler melted down about everything. So mm-hmm. I just want to go over a little list of things she melted down for a long time. <laughs> it wasn't these aren't short meltdowns. It was like I could hardly eat. I mean, or do anything. Mm. It was just meltdown, meltdown, meltdown. Um, okay, she didn't want to take a shower. She was sticky. She wanted to take a shower because she was sticky. She didn't want to get out of the shower. She <laughs> wanted a small towel, not the big towel I was giving her, which is way oh. better, by the way. Um, she didn't want to put on her underwear. Like for us, like our rule is she has to at least wear underwear. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't think that's asking too much. No. Uh, she didn't want to put on her clothes. She was cold. She didn't want to put on her clothes, even though she was cold. Uh, she asked me to make her something to eat. And this happens all the time, at least once a week. She asks me to make her something to eat. I tell her, okay, I'll go make you something. She screams, I want something else. She doesn't even know what I'm going to make her. This happened this week. And I tweeted about it last week because it happened last week. Um, then she wanted crackers. She didn't want those crackers. <laughs> These are like massive meltdowns. Ugh. She not want mama. I not want mama. That's just like, that's just a daily one. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted more water, even though her cup was more than half full <laughs> of water. Ugh. It was just, it was just a hard day. And uh, I try to understand that, you know, her brain's under construction. She's still figuring things out. It's just yeah, but... and, and it's not about what she's getting upset about. It's it's supposed to be about what's, like, underlying the meltdown. And you're supposed to get curious about it. And that's fine when it's, like, three to five meltdowns. When it's eh, constant all day, yeah. it changes. It, and I stop getting curious. And I'm just like, all right, how do I get through this? Without being mean. <laughs> um, but by by nap time, she was like getting upset about all these little things. It's like, it's time to go in your bed. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. And I don't want to. So just you're going in your crib. Yeah. Fortunately, she did. like Well, quiet. We do quiet time slash nap time. She can sleep if she wants. And that's yeah. a lifesaver. I have to have that. I have yep. to have it. Just some helpful things from uh, there's an Instagram account. I really like it's called at the workspace for children. And I read this recently on the account. And I thought it was super helpful. And it said that often toddlers are having so many meltdowns because they don't feel like they have any choice or control. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote that when your toddler starts to freak out because you have or because you gave him or her the red cup and he wanted the pink one, it is not actually about the cup. It's your toddler saying, hey, ma, <laughs> I have no say in how my days goes. Can I have a little control back over here? So This I think, was going so, to be my like, advice for you. <laughs> this was literally was being oh, good. <laughs> well, good. Well, that's the thing, though. I, I, I try to give her a lot of control. I need to give her more. Um, so... I need to find ways to give her more choices. Yes. It wasn't about control. It was about a choice because um, like mom is still in control of the situation. Like that needs to be for me. That needs to be at all times. That's um, I've learned a lot about that from at Big Little Feelings on Instagram. They say that Mm -hmm. too. Like, okay, you decide she's putting the underwear on, but you say, do you want the blue or the pink? You decide that she's going to have water. Does she or you can decide what she's going to eat. She decides how much. Yeah. You know, so like for meals, a big thing is because she was starting to get really picky is like, I'll make her things I know she likes, even mm-hmm. if she's going to pretend she doesn't. And I'll make an, assort- an assortment and I'll be like, this is what's for lunch. And then you can eat or you can't eat, but I'm not making you anything else. Good. Good. And yeah, then she a... ends up, she ends up eating most of it. Like she's, pre- it's pretty good, even if she throws a tantrum or whatever. A lot of times so, our choices but... where it's this or it's nothing. <laughs> I'm going to be honest like Sometimes. that. It's still a choice. You can choose. <laughs> she negotiates with you. She's like, after three minutes, three minutes will turn off Bluey and I eat fruit snacks. And I'm like, where'd you get the fruit snacks from? This is not even like mentioned. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's my hello. And I know everyone has dealt with that. Oh, 
So as we wrap up today's episode, we want to hear from you. Email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com and tell us. Do you also wish for a minor injury that will put you in the hospital for a few days? <laughs> yeah. Please tell us we're not alone. So it's not just like the two of us being real creepy. <laughs> Have you had any like big body that. image breakthroughs lately or anything mm-hmm. like that? Yes. What are your family trip horror stories? Yeah. Or fill us in <laughs> on a yes or a no from your week. Uh, maybe we'll read them during the next episode. And if you like what you heard today, we say this every week, but we're going to keep saying it. There are a few really important things that you can do to help others find us. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Rate and review us. And the biggest thing is share us with someone else who you think might enjoy our show. Yes, everyone, we are growing every week. It has been amazing, the support we've had. We have listeners in Germany and the Philippines and Iceland and the UK. Oh, it's it's been so cool. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Lumpy Mother Podcast and on Twitter at Lumpy Mother Pod One. I have to say, I'm really proud of my Twitter account. I'm or by and by my I mean R, but I run it. Yeah, but, but you're <laughs> rocking it. And make sure that you join us next Tuesday to see what motherhood has in store for our lives and yours. Bye. Bye. Sorry. <laughs>